By speaking with local creators, artists, and business professionals, Papercut aims to cut deep and demystify the Winnipeg creative industry with hometown heroes and hidden gems. Brought to you by the West End Cultural Center, the best place for over 30 years to see live music in Winnipeg. Welcome to Paper Cup Podcast. My name is Jared Goche. I'm Olivia Michaelchuk, and we are here with Buyo. Tell Hi. us a little bit about yourself. Hello. Uh, a little bit about myself. Uh, <clears throat> I'm a photographer, filmmaker, and I'm one of the halves of the B&B Studios. And uh, pretty much it. So, sorry. No. I'm from Brazil. You're from Brazil? Yes. So you started with photographer was the first thing you said. Is that how all of this started? Uh, yes, pretty, pretty much. Like I went to school for graphic design and advertising. I started to work on the area, and uh, a lot of my my work was like I was always interested in involve my work with photography somehow, and then the the interest in the photography and just started to start there and like it didn't stop until now. What was your first camera? Uh, it was a Sony PowerShot P72 or P90 or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you have it still? No. No, you sold it? Yeah. Upgrade? Yeah. How many cameras do you have currently? Mm. Walk us through them. I have like a, f- um, like a few uh, DSLRs, like full frames that is like all everyday use. And I have like old uh, rebels and then film cameras, and yeah, I have a bunch of bunch of old cameras. So, which cameras do you use for certain projects? Like, do you have DSLRs that are dedicated to this and that? Yeah, right now, right now, we're, my main two cameras is the Canon 5D Mark IV and the Canon 60. Okay. Yeah. Is that what you do a lot of B and B stuff with? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Is there brand loyalty? Like you'll stick with a Canon now? Mm, not necessary. No. But like, coming, uh, coming, because the, the photographer in me is so strong. The the connection with Canon, which was, was what I learned everything, and uh, and uh, I really uh, fascinated by the the Canon color profile that I, I can see other cameras is like. Mm, no, it's not, it doesn't get that feeling that, that Canon hits me. Did you say a color profile? Yeah. What is a color profile? Like the, just the, the way the camera itself, the, the sensor of the camera captures color. And uh, there's a color science, every brain, like Sony has one, Canon has one. So like the, Canon is kind of knowing for, for like a, uh, uh, for their colors, so yeah. And what opposed to Sony is known for their what? Uh, well, so, like I don't know. It's Sony. Without <laughs> <laughs> a Canon, that's what it's yeah. known for being. <laughs> you don't want to crap on it, but it's a Sony. <laughs> fair, fair. No, so, they're, they're great cameras. Not yeah. enough against. Like is is was never. It's never about the camera or the equipment or or anything related to that to make your art. Or one is better than the other. They're all fantastic. They're all great and just tools, right? Whatever tool you're more comfortable with. Mm-hmm. So what was one of the first jobs that you were hired to do? 
Uh, I think when I was working with graphic design and uh, learning photography, uh, I was working for an advertising company. So instead of uh, uh, buying uh, stock images from the internet, was, we're trying to produce the images ourselves. So like, we started to, to do like from our own uh, graphic design campaigns. So we started there, like, yeah. And you... Do you still have like access to those photos? And like, have you ever gone back and started comparing your work now to then? Yeah, I think I think I difference? have like a uh, DeviantArt account and a Flickr account. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. Yeah. So yeah, I have I have like old accounts that has like my first jobs there. Like I don't share with everybody, but it's still there when I wanna check it out. And are they good? They are surprisingly, surprisingly good. It's not like it's a totally different style and uh, and different quality. And because like you pretty much you had a taste or a vision there, but you have no not nothing of knowledge or or experience. But you still like want to create and like so still nice art. So do you go back and look at some of those old photos and like are still able to pull techniques that you used all the way back then for now? Or? Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Yeah. So a lot of graphic designers seem like they're into photography. Is that something that goes hand in hand with a lot of graphic designers? Mm, at least for, for the people that I saw around me, uh, they tend to like either like uh, do the graphic design and like... Uh, focus on typography or painting or photography or video or but like it's a it's a nice uh it's a nice start point of to doing or getting interesting to other arts mm -hmm. so uh how does your graphic design um education and all that bleed into bnb studios now like how has that evolved from where you were to where you are now so because <clears throat> that's your main project now being yeah, studios yes so when we're we're doing photography and even uh, more and more photography and leaving the graphic design on the side and uh, decide to uh, get to point to the side so okay let's persuade photography only let's left the graphic design behind and then like to to make a living out of it, we, we, me and a few friends that was on the same situation too, like working with photography and graphic design, we, by the time we're working from a, from a graphic design company and we start to work for a studio, uh, like a photography studio doing like everything, like retouching photos, taking like uh, passport photos, taking, uh, uh, What's the name again? Uh, uh, like pregnancy photos. Oh yeah, like maternity photos. Maternity yeah. photos, like yeah. every every kind of like photo on studio. People come like, oh, I want to take pictures with me and my son. Sure, come on the studio. We take our photo. We retouch it. So then we start to focus like, uh, or at least me, I was focusing on, on just photography, working for a studio, and then like slowly start uh, shooting weddings and. Uh, and still doing like uh, uh, photos for graphic design because like by the time I was working on the studio, which 
what I what I how I get on the studio was because the graphic design company used to hire the studio to create the pieces for us. Okay, yeah. And uh, most of the time, I was working with the with the director of photography and like expression my ideas. So he created a piece, and then like a few months later, I was listening to another art director trying to create his piece. And then, um, then after that, like start slowly with weddings and like left the studio behind and become like just a full-time photographer for yourself, like self-employed. Mm -hmm. And always, always like so interested in music and uh, and always like talk to my friends to like uh, that we we should start doing some more projects with music until we find a. Uh, uh, a YouTube channel that was doing like uh, acoustic intimate sessions with artists that we saw that like whoa we need to we want to do this and but uh, it was a it was way back on the days then we're just sitting on idea and like still like doing weddings and uh, and and advertising and and start to get in a little bit of food photography and other kind of photography and then and this was like two years working just with that like we 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 kind of like build a name of with a wedding uh wedding business and slowly start with music and uh by the time like uh we're my my friends were doing f uh a lot of more music than me I was like I was m moved to Canada mm -hmm. so like I stopped working with them they started their own thing I started my own thing here and uh, and yeah then, then we started BNB well interesting so mm -hmm. you have friends in Brazil that are doing a sort of BNB type thing but there yes and they, then you came here and started your own yeah. So are you guys still in contact, giving each other tips and stuff like that? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, uh, the, my, my friend's company is a high studio, and they pretty much, they are the same thing. They're a production house. They have, like, series of musicians with, uh, like, black and white sessions. They post just like us, like, a video per week, too. Uh, they produce music videos. And uh, before before I moved here, we 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 were just one one studio name, one company kind of thing. Then I moved here. I started mine here. They keep their theirs going there, but like we still like collaborate. Once I I every time that I, we come back to Brazil, we try to work together and do something. Oh, that's really cool. So what goes in the name BNB? Breakfast in bed. <laughs> That's what it is? Yeah. Okay, I kind of thought so. I didn't know if there was a story behind it. Is there? Yeah, it's, just, it's pretty much breakfast in bed. We didn't uh, think much about it. It's just like, sounds nice. So Yeah, it rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Is there, like, a lot of the stuff that you guys do is in black and white. Is is there a specific reason why you guys do that? We just love black and white so much. Yeah. Yeah, it just looks, looks nice. I don't know. I don't know how to explain no, it looks... Try. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... Uh, it's just like if if I take a photo, for example, in in color, and you see all those, those informations, 
when you see in black and white, you just you're seeing light, you're seeing contrast. So like, you you forget about uh, the distraction around, and you you can start to see a different beauty on it just based on light and contrast and shapes and forms. Mm -hmm. So then, when is a good time for color, and when is a good time for black and white? Do you ever have the moments where you say, I don't know which one to do, and like, how do you decide? Great question. Yeah, well, That's I mean, yeah. <laughs> I think like he's good at what he does. It's yeah. a good time to ask. I feel like if it's like a like a golden hour, sunset times on a summer, you don't want that photo in black and white. Right. But like if you're every in a, other time, <laughs> every other. Well, there's a lot of situations that you want color, but like mm -hmm. in, in the pretty much the, all the other times, it will be it will be great black and white. Yeah. Is there any like particular um, venues where their lighting is really great that it's good for like color photos? Because they have there's a lot of like colored lighting. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And you like that? I like it, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I, I think it's, it's the, the light on stage just creates such an atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And having colorful lights on it, it just helps so much. On Does the color, the colored light distort, um, like, the contrast for, like, black and white? Is it hard to harder to take black and white photos with colored lighting yeah yeah so like sometimes on venues or whatever place you are there's like a strong magenta colors even the camera has like a difficult uh, understanding like contrast on that light that like even if you put in black and white later it's like it's still like kind of like missing information because the call the bright of the color is so strong mm -hmm. so what's a good venue like lighting color for venues like what's the best color the easiest one for your camera to read mm, like what what venue or mm, what, what kind of lights yeah what kind of lights like when you get to a venue and you see this type of lighting you go oh yeah this is gonna be a good one rather the, what what was the venue that uh it was the Ballet, ballet with the Joey Landris. Centennial? Mm. Like the concert hall? I think it was the concert hall. Yeah? You like it there? Yeah, it was, it was amazing. It was like best lighting I ever saw there. <laughs> I, think, I think it's, the same, it's the, this place that we're talking about. Or, or it was a casino. A casino? <laughs> what was the name? Club Regent just has the best yeah, lighting. Yeah, I think, I think, I think it, was it was Club, Club Regent. Regent. Interesting. That's... I would have never thought. I think Wait, now that one, you're saying that, yeah. Which one is like... Uh, oh, the because they have the new uh, theater portion at Club Regent, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. I haven't been there. That's the one in Transcona. Or the one on McPhillips. On, <laughs> on Transcona. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Club Regent. Yeah, that's Club Regent. Yeah, that's Club Regent. so weird. Interesting. That, that lighting was like phenomenal. I didn't photograph, but just like looking at the 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 performance there and like you wanted to photograph it. Yeah, it was so good. Like <laughs> it was like so good. 
So if an artist or a band is going to hire you to shoot them at like a venue, are you going to talk to the person who's working the lights to say, hey, could you have a little bit less of this so that I can get better shots like this? Sometimes when you get the chance and we kind of like know the who's working or it depends on the on the side of the project. Sometimes like they bring an extra person to to work on and do lights on do stage. And we can we can talk to him and have a little bit more access to that. So the majority of the time we we don't have this access, but like once we do and we can work with somebody that is like willing to collaborate and help and help each other is it's it makes it makes nice. it. So you uh, you got you guys have shot real love as well. How is shooting a festival? Is it hectic? All sorts of festivals you've shot, hey? Didn't you just go to Brazil and shoot one, too? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So how is shooting a festival? And uh, what's your favorite to shoot? Yeah, sure. What do you mean? Like, which, fa- which yeah, festival? What, yeah. I think I think there's, a, there's, like, a spiritual connection with Folk Fest. That's no matter how many other festivals will take place, this one still always be the best for me. Mm-hmm. So how do you capture Folk Festival? Mm, folk Fest is so easy to capture. You just like, just go and follow your your heart or whatever is happening in front of you. It's just like so easy. It's just like wonderful people having wonderful moments all the time <laughs> for the, the, the longest days on the summer. Well. Outside, so yeah. <laughs> So easy. So easy. Yeah. It's like a paradise. <laughs> are you are you uh, sponsored by Folkfest? Are they I wish. paying you to say this? <laughs> We're all having a sip of our drinks right yeah. now. So when you work Folkfest, um, are you working for them or are you volunteering? Volunteering, yes. Volunteering. So when you volunteer for them, what are your deliverables? Like what did they require from you? Or what do festivals usually require if you're a volunteer photographer? Usually the, the photo crew on Folkfest is like quite large. So we have like a, a 10, 15 photographers on the team mm-hmm. or a little bit less or something. But like uh, we, we have like, uh, we have schedules. We, we, do, we separate our, ourselves to like cover the entire thing okay. pretty much. So like, it's going to be somebody on the main stage uh, from 8 to 10. It's going to be somebody on the big blue from 8 to 10. And then after 10, another photographer is going to take big blue. Another photographer is going to take... Okay. Interesting. So, um, how does that work with... Well, I guess they just get good photographers that they're very confident in. They're never like worried that the pictures aren't going to turn out. They just know that they will. Is that sort of like... Are you ever worried that the pictures won't turn out? Ever anymore? When did you stop worrying? <laughs> well, I think I never worried because they always turn out like the <laughs> and like you, you if you have like a lot of photographers, a lot of different uh, styles, cameras, gear, or eyes for photography, like it brings so much to the table too, right? Like you have like different visions, different feelings of everybody. Uh, there's photographers that uh, are more into the, the stage and the performance. 
there are other photographers that are more into the campground and the, the lifestyle on the campground kind of thing. So like, which do you prefer? A little bit of both. It's paradise. He it said. is paradise. Yeah, <laughs> it's all paradise. Yeah. So when it's a smaller festival with a smaller crew, do you ever struggle with making sure you get this performance and get this tweener and make sure you get all of the yeah yeah magic? Uh, some some small festivals, it it can be a little bit uh, depend depends on the size of your your crew and how much you have to cover it. It's more work, but also like working on a music festival is always always so nice. <laughs> oh. We're all particularly thirsty. Yeah, today. I like that we take the sip breaks at the same time. Yeah, that's lovely. It's it, efficient. It, it's efficient, but also awkward for the listener, I suppose. Yeah. Well, and that's why we need to make sure we say it every time, which makes it slightly more awkward, too. Do, do you guys edit it all? Like, take the. <laughs> no. <this> no? <laughs> Just like, so we'll even whatever I'm listen. saying right now is going to be here forever. Forever and ever. Unless you don't want it, then we will cut it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Say something. <laughs> you didn't want that to be there forever. Oh. So what are uh, what are your like go to shots or the go to like if something's not like working out or something's not? Do you ever go to like automatic sometimes when like something's not working out or are you just so in tune with your camera that you just know how it yeah, works now? Yeah. 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 And how long did that take? Uh. It's, it's kind of like when you when you get into something like like riding a bike for example you're so into riding a bike you're riding your bike every day mm-hmm. but at one point it, like you can let it go your hands and you're gonna be fine kind of thing right so like at, at one point that you you're doing that so much that it's like automatic in your brain like in less than a second you like you already kind of know the settings for your camera and you just go for it and you're 99% of the time you're right so wow <laughs> say you're shooting a show what <laughs> let's say <laughs> you just have you shooting a show are you ever shooting a show um what is your gear bag like your essential go-to's uh, I usually just my camera and a couple lenses that would, which are my favorites is the 35 millimeter and the 85. So it's a, a little wide angle that I I have like a uh, uh, sorry a vision <laughs> of uh, more amplitude of the some like landscapes or whatever or stage the entire thing that is in front of me or if I want close-ups or details or be more discreet I can I can use the 85 and I have like a more zoom for creep shots for the creep shots for, like, for candid shots yeah like yeah that's what I mean I was gonna say like yeah. people like smiling yeah that's candid not creep sorry that's okay <laughs> I don't mean to say that you are. no that's okay but that's how I like when I was I was messing around with the camera at real love and there was so many like happy people but not close to me they were like all, you know, like watching the music or whatever. And I'm like zooming, zooming, <laughs> zooming. And it feels weird to really zoom in on someone like that and them not know, like just reading a book or relaxing. And then after I take the picture, I'd be like, what do I do with this? Like, do I send it to them and be like, look what I did, but I don't want to scare them. You know <laughs> what I mean? But because I'm not a photographer, but, but how do you practice that other than 
practicing it when you're not a photographer yet, right? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But like, I think there's a... Practicing is scary. <laughs> it's also like in music festivals, uh, especially, people mm -hmm. are so open to to be photographed or to do whatever that like I've been for for example in folk fest I've been shooting folk fest for three years now and and like I I, I see people that I never saw in my in my life I get closer to them with the camera take the photo they never seem to bother it happened once with me that somebody was uncomfortable or asked something to not take her picture or something mm -hmm. But this was like one, one time in like so many photos that I took. Right. And then for that particular in person, you just deleted it right there. Boom, done. Yeah. Nice. So, oh, there was a good question that I had. Oh no, I lost it. Oh yeah, here. So when you're working in, um, in a group or in a partnership or whatever, do your do you each have your own particular skill set that you're strong at? Or do you start melding into sort of like one? Like, how do you work in a partnership and trust that the other person is going to do get the shot that you want? Or do you know when, like, okay, I want the shot. I have to go get it because I want it a particular way. Like, how does that partnership work with getting the deliverables that you need for a job? Mm, we also, like, uh, try to to work as uh, as what what the person that you're working with likes to do if if he likes to do like a a camera from far behind just zoom in and stage or if the person likes to be on stage for example depends on everybody so we we, we try to bring the the best in each other doing what we like the most but at the same time we have to guarantee like a uh, a good job, you know, like a consistency. There. That's the word I'm looking yeah. for. A mm -hmm. consistent job between everybody. So, like, yeah, like, so, like for example, we we work a lot of uh, on like on on live live performance with B and B that we we work with Quincy. Oh yeah, he's uh, like. We we know his style. He knows he knows like what we like it too. So like, it's so easy to work with him because we are already like know how to work together. So on this aspect, like we can like just arrive on a shoot and like okay, you're gonna be there. I'm gonna be here. Jin's gonna be there. All right, let's do this, and it works. All works great. And so you work with Quincy because he's the most closest to what your vision is. I think we work with uh, a, a few different people, like in, in like uh, just like uh, we associate and get along better with him. So like he was uh, he was one of the our uh, like two goals uh, extra shooter, for example, because like we our work and our ideas and our styles match, and like we we have a good chemistry working together. But so you're looking for a, a, ma a bit of a matching style to yours, so that it all looks like one photographer? Yeah, yeah, like a consistency, right? So, right, okay, yeah. yeah, you said that already. <laughs> but I, I think I was more curious, like, if you're working with Quincy because Quincy can get shots that sometimes you don't just 
just don't have the eye for. Yeah, that's that's that happens a lot too. Yeah. So what is your go-to? Where is the place where you post up? Usually. Depends on the light. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. So walk us through that then. Well, let's say that you, I just arrived here and, and, and I'm gonna take your guys' photo, for example. Sure. My mind goes automatic, like where I'm gonna put you guys so the light shapes your faces the better. Mm -hmm. Where would you put us here? We'll try and describe the room. It's a big, uh, wide open window Yeah. in a white room. Yeah. Um, and no other lights are on. Except for one over there. Which doesn't, yeah, it's a lamp. You can, it should be off, actually. So I will put on. I will <laughs> automatically go for this this natural light coming from the window and uh, and try to use, like, to the, the light that's coming from the window, I will try to shape the shadows on your guys' faces. So, for example, if I take a photo that my subject is... Her, the, the face of the subject is like straight from the light mm -hmm. and, and the camera is on front of me, for example, in front of the object. All the light here is like, it's, it's uh, illuminating all my face. So there's like no, no information of shadow or anything, right? Once I like, I'm a little bit on the side that the light is coming here, I can see more like contrast or shape on my face. So like, mm. I always like go around and try to look for this. The Spots, shadows. Yeah. That's so interesting because I feel as though when you're taking a picture of someone, not you, but like me, the first thing I do is like face the light, put your face straight to the light so that I can. So there's. You're fully so illuminated. You can see, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. But that's not what you go for. That's that's like it's not just like it depends on what you want to create or your style and everything. Mm -hmm. Uh. Or like, what do you what do you need that photo for? Or like, if you're gonna take a photo for a document, for example, you don't want shadows there, right? Right. So you're gonna go straight on the light. But like, if you wanna create something more dramatic, dramatic, or more more content on it, or you just like play with the lights and yeah. I like all of my official documents to have a little bit of mystery in them. So I'll take the shadows on my like passport photo. <laughs> yeah, I really don't like this straight on light. Um, not my style. Yeah, every time I go to the border, I'm just like covering half of my face. Like, yeah, you, you get it. <laughs> yeah, but like for example, photos like that, do you, like you 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 have to like be your face needs to be clear because they need to see you. It's like it's not an artistic photo. It's like a representation of the reality. Exactly. So yeah. So you said with um, the company you were working with in um, in Brazil that you were doing documentation photos and stuff like that. Do you still do that with BNB, or is it all artistic endeavors? No, this one was just like a, a lab studio that we we where we essentially learn photography. Oh, okay. So like we we work like for a year, a year and a half, and then we we start our own business, just like focus. On weddings and uh, and uh, uh, product photography or or jobs for uh, advertising companies. Interesting. But you do uh, food pictures now as well for for who? Uh, I do for like a a bunch of different restaurants and uh, and companies in Winnipeg and uh, 
uh, some companies that uh, <clears throat> do social media for other companies. So like these companies always hire me to shoot the other companies, for example, mm-hmm. or also uh, skip the dishes. I do a lot of uh, food photography for skip. And yeah. My burning question, do they let you eat the food after? Majority of the time, yes. Yeah? Uh, <laughs> they just take it after? Like, <laughs> okay, yeah, thank you. <laughs> it's not like fake food or anything. Everything's no, no, it's, like real I, and yeah, edible. I, on this project, uh, specifically for Skippy, like, it's for the, their menu online. So like, it's another example too. Like, I, I need to photograph that item as close to the reality as possible like as the food will come to the table for the customer mm-hmm. is what should show on a picture not so much like a mcdonald's advertising burger that's not what in the photo is what's on the burger for yeah right. yeah it's not an actual burger that you see in the photo yeah it's yeah. just like half of a bun that's made out of a sponge I just, yeah those videos are they're re- oh they're upsetting but i ate at mcdonald's yesterday so because of the advertisement? Well, I don't know. When I look at no. a Big Mac photo, I'm like, yeah, that's you're North what American, no. Just... <laughs> and, t- and it tastes fantastic, too. Yeah. It's just not yeah, good okay. for you. Yeah. yeah. It's just not good for you. And it doesn't look right, but yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we need uh, tips for young photographers from a seasoned photographer. Is that okay to say that about you? Actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Almost 10 years that I took photos, so yeah. Yeah. Seasoned veteran. Yeah. Uh, so a tip for beginners: uh, don't don't let your uh, don't let your gear uh, don't let your gear hold you. Like it's, it's not about your your camera or the lens that you have it. If you have like a iPhone camera, you have a camera, so. Just go for it and explore and try to capture things. Don't let this hold you behind. Is there... Is it the photographer? Like, is there... Is that more important than the camera? The person that's taking the photo? Mm, Good question. Uh, I think it's half and half. I think it's like... half it's your eye and half is like your technique or your instruments are you sure i think so (laughs) okay (laughs) you look like you're still thinking about it well like not that it should be about that but like Mm -hmm. it's just like having good equipment of course impacts a lot and the way you see things as well but like, don't don't let that hold you or right. Yeah, yeah. That, that totally makes sense. Like I can look at a photo that someone's taken of a building I drive past, but they've gotten at an angle that I've just maybe never seen before. Yeah. And maybe they use their iPhone for it, but it's like just so it's interesting. Like, huh, yeah, it's like that's the photographer. I guess finding that that like little spot that I didn't see. Right. Maybe. What's what's a good tip for shooting live, like music? With audio. With audio? Yeah, with audio. What well, because B&B does a lot of productions where they shoot and they have the audio as well. Like, Oh, I tip? meant shooting a picture. You mean shooting a video. Oh, I thought, okay. Both. Different shooting. Do the Both, whole thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so what's the question? A tip for, for, for shooting? For shooting live music. 
Because, yeah, yeah, if it's just, there's a person with a microphone and a guitar, how do you make that picture different than the other one? Or why are yours better than first? First, like, find an angle that you like it, and second, like, wait for uh, a a good moment of the artist that's, like, on a, singing a song with uh, eyes closed or something, that that moment that's showing, the artist is showing expressions and and you can capture a unique moment yeah, mm-hmm. that will be that will be my tip and so do we, do you take lots of pictures waiting for the moment or do you wait and then take one do you know what i mean well sometimes you you don't have the you can't take you, like you not able to take a lot of photos sometimes you you have only one chance for that expe- specific moment but the majority of the time, I'm taking a lot of photos and. Yeah, you're not. Are you? So you're not really waiting for the moment the whole time. No. Oh my gosh, so embarrassing. Can we leave it in? My that my phone rang. Yeah. No. Oh. Yeah, we can. <laughs> nice. Plus work. I thought I had it on mute. <laughs> Whoops. This is not a reflection of what I think of you, Buyo. I have the utmost respect for you. I just accidentally left my phone on. No worries. Good. <laughs> and then you were talking about shooting live. Yeah, that's video my last question. With How, audio. Yeah, what's a tip for if you're recording audio and making sure that you're like crushing both of it? You know, you're doing a good job. If you have the chance to to work with an audio engineer, of course, record taking care of the sound and taking every every instrument on a separate channel, whatever, it will be the with the best with a with a mix and then have all that required separate, it will be the best, but sometimes you don't have that option. So like just try to find a a, a good spot on the environment that the audio is good, that you're like not close to the drums or next to the speaker, for example. Okay. That you're gonna just listen to the guitar and the voice is gonna be Fading, I'll try to find a spot that you can visualize the audio. So where, vis- okay, wait, visualize the audio. Explain that. Imagine if you're listening to this podcast and okay. you could somehow imagine how we're sitting here and how we're staged in here just based on the audio. Okay, so you do you close your eyes when you're walking around? If it helps you. Does that help you? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Oh. As long as you know where you're going. I, yeah, it'd be hard to visualize it with your eyes open and actually being able to see it. Right? I think closing your eyes definitely help you concentrate more what you listen than right. what you've seen. So yeah, I, I would say Eliminate so. the distractions like you were talking about earlier with black and white. Yeah. Wow, full circle. Wow, full circle. Well, on that note. On that note, we're going to wrap up this interview. Thank you so much, Boyo, for coming over and uh, sharing your wealth of knowledge. Yep, ready? On everything. Thank, Thank you, you for, for cutting, cutting deep, deep with us on Paper Cup Podcast. Podcast. Thanks. Thanks.